just get right down to business. The Joe Roberts Show. This, this is The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. On today's show, we have Mark Kohler, known as America's small business tax lawyer. He helps clients build and protect wealth through wealth management strategies, business, and tax remedies. We'll discuss the best planning, tax, and legal tips in crypto. Mark, we understand you help small businesses across America for decades. And today we'd like to see how you're helping your clients and what strategies you're implementing in crypto. So give us those insights, please. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. Wow. How do you save the world? Yes. So no, Joe, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Thanks, everybody. I uh, love small business, love crypto and real estate and everything all the above. Because when you integrate all this, Joe, that's when the real synergy of the American dream and a little bit more financial freedom starts to just snowball and it just gets better and better. When anybody's in a vacuum, just saying, I'm all crypto, that's not healthy. That's not, and I know, Joe, you're not that way. You got a little of everything, right? Yep. Got a little bit of real estate too. Yeah. And so for some of you that are listening to this today going, oh, I'm a crypto trader. I got to hear this. Well, one of the themes is I want to take some of your profits from crypto and make sure we're deploying it in other areas. I hate Wall Street too. I get it. But there's other areas to put your money for asset protection, for tax savings, for wealth building. And so try not to operate in a vacuum. And I know you may only believe in crypto, some of you listening, but the wealthy do a little of everything. And that's what I do. I've got a little of everything. So uh, it makes me more well-rounded and safe. So well, what topic do you like first? You choose here, Joe. Tell me what we should start maybe with some base hits or go straight to the creme de la creme. What do you want? Well, let's start with base hit. Like, let's start from the beginning. If those are that are getting into crypto, right? And they're looking how to structure their accounts, whether they should put their accounts in their personal name, set up an LLC, or what happens when they die. Let's start from there. Okay, cool. I'm going to share my screen. And I, how many of your listeners catch this on YouTube versus uh, podcast? Probably more YouTube. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So some of you, if you're catching this on your favorite podcast portal, I encourage you strongly for today's episode, although you may not catch Joe on YouTube on a regular basis, please make the time to do that. This diagramming really helps out a lot. Picture says a thousand words. So Joe, you know this. I love the trifecta. That's what I teach. And I love to have a picture of how my crypto, since we're going to talk about crypto, where it fits into the equation. So down here at the bottom, and those listening just audibly on a podcast, envision at the bottom kind of a foundation, and this is going to be your RLT, your revocable living trust. Now, there's a reason we'll come back to that in a minute. I'll give you a little you know, spoiler alert. This is all about privacy. That's what the revocable living trust primarily does besides taking care of your assets when you die. Also down here at the bottom, we've got your 1040. All your money runs downhill, just like water. I want all your water, all your financial matters to run downhill into your 1040. And that's where it's kind of, again, massaged again for tax savings, where you report to the IRS and the states what you made. Then I take a line and I go straight up and I cut your life into two sides, left side, right side. On the left side, you have your ordinary income. These are your kind of your short-term operations. You're doing things that are more business-oriented. On the right side, this is going to be more investment income and more passive in nature, while the left side is going to be more active in nature. The right side is going to be long-term, typically, something you're holding for 12 months or longer. Now, once you get this picture, this builds the trifecta. 
on the bottom, again, we have our trust. And we want our trust to own all of our assets going up to the right. So on a very basic structure, off to the right, we might have an LLC. And this LLC might own real estate or crypto. And I'm going to put a B in a kind of a little coin looking B thing. Now it's all Bitcoin, but we'll just call Bitcoin for crypto. Then over on the left side is going to be your operations. Now, some of you may have a day job. That's cool. And you're funding a 401k. We'll put that little arrow over here. So you might have a group 401k. I teach whole videos and podcasts just on the matching out, matching out. So if you have a day job and they're offering a 401k, get the match, get the hell out. That's 100% rate of return. And then we're going to redeploy your money somewhere else. Then for some of you, you might have an LLC and it graduates at the right time into an S corporation. We're never going to set up a C corp and we're not going to run off to Nevada or Delaware unless there's a really damn good reason. We're going to set up our entities where they make freaking sense. And I stand behind that in books and articles and help save people a lot of unnecessary costs setting up in states that do you no good whatsoever. And there's a lot of rhetoric out there on Google. Oh, you got to set up in this state or this state. and You can save taxes going here. Most of the time, it's BS. Yeah, I know. We can dispel that. So look at how this works. Left side, right side. We've got your operations owned by your trust on the left. And on the right, we've got an entity that owns your assets. So we've got this trifecta. I'm going to add one last piece. And that is your maybe pre-tax or tax-free arena. This little area here. So if we take the right side, if you're just listening, what I'm doing is taking the right side and dividing it into A and B. So passive income or investment assets can be A or B on the right. A means they're owned by your IRA, your Roth, your 401k, your HSA. Any of these tax-preferred vehicles are going to be in this A section. Then on the far right is your individually owned real estate or crypto or notes or whatever you might be investing in. Now, with that said, we are going to answer the question now, and I'll put it in the color red. Where do I put my cryptocurrency? We got a lot of choices. First, the most simple is that you are going to have your own personal wallet, and you just set up a Voyager account, a Coinbase account. It's in your social. Some of you are using Phantom or Radium, and it's just in an email account whatever, but that's your personal wallet. Now, we're not talking about taxes yet. <laughs> we're just talking about where you put them, but you might have wallet owned by you, the person. You may say, well, that you, Mark, you're indicating it's the trust. Well, for IRS purposes, the trust and you are the same thing. So you, under your social, has a wallet. Now, I have other clients to say, well, I want to partner with others. I want to take three or four people and pool money and go out and do a DAO or some sort of entity where we can pool our money and do some token development or buy some projects in the metaverse together or buy some coins together. And so over here, you might have another wallet owned by an LLC. Now that's going to be an institutional account because now an LLC owns that wallet, not you, not your partners. So you may have two or three partners over here, but the wallet is really owned by the LLC and you can own coins there. Then another awesome freaking strategy is I want you buying your coins possibly in your Roth or your 401k. I own crypto in my Roth. I just looked at my portfolio yesterday in there. And so you can do that just with a simple wallet tied to your directly to your Roth. At Directed IRA, you could be up trading on Gemini in 24 hours. Open your Roth, fund it, boom. You got a Gemini app on your phone, you're trading your IRA. 
Some people will form an LLC because they don't want to use Gemini. You might want to use a different platform. Cool. Or you may have partners again. So you can take an LLC owned by your Roth and your sister's Roth and your spouse's Roth and your parents and your kids and whatever. And you can go open up a Coinbase or a Kraken or a Voyager or whatever. So then you have another institutional wallet, but it's owned by an LLC that's owned by your retirement accounts, not directly by your retirement account. We have that option, but it's only Gemini. There's very few custodians that are going to let you trade directly in crypto without setting up an LLC and going through the institutional account, which can be a pain in the ass. Sorry. Never um, good. <laughs> and so we've got a relationship with Kraken for institutional accounts. It's quick. Coinbase just opened up a new institutional portal. So going out and getting an LLC wallet can be a pain in the butt. But anyway, then finally over here, some of you might be doing staking or mining. And I do both. And when by staking and mining, oftentimes you're going to have self-employment tax people. Don't think staking for a reward is passive. The bulk of the time, it is not. You're going to pay an additional self-employment tax on that. And in the state where you live, you're going to pay tax. Well, I'm staking in Eastern Europe, right? You know, I've got my mine over in Nevada or I've seen, you know, Florida or Texas. doesn't matter. If you live in freaking California, New Jersey or Arizona or Minneapolis, you're going to pay tax where you live. Just because your coins are somewhere else doesn't mean you get out of state tax. You don't like it. Move your butt to Puerto Rico, right, Joe? Yep, yep. Okay, so we're going to have mining over here, which may be another wallet, and we may have staking over here, but we're going to do that through an S-Corp because I don't want to pay self-employment tax. We have an S-Corp strategy there. So when you ask the basic question, where can I or where should I put my crypto? People, holy hell, this is why we do a consult. This is why you hire a tax lawyer to diagram this to build this for you for maximum asset protection and tax efficiency. And I know some of you may hate lawyers. You don't want to talk to a lawyer, but that's fine. Find someone if you don't like me, but we're lovers, not fighters. We're about win, 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 IRS lose. We don't go to court. We don't file your divorce. We don't do your bankruptcy. We freaking protect your assets. The wealthy do tax and legal planning like this. So if you've got more than 500 grand or a million or 10 million in crypto, you better freaking have a kick-ass plan because that's what rich people do. And so, Joe, thanks for having me. This is what we're talking about. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you breaking down the trifecta. And when it comes to revocable living trust, I mean, maybe just give us the few key features that are the most important when it comes to setting one up and why someone would do that. You bet. Okay, so I'm going to scroll up a little bit for those listening and not with the visual. Let's just talk about the revocable living trust. The revocable living trust is a way for you to first create privacy. And you may say, well, I'm not rich enough, or I'm not married, or I don't have kids. doesn't matter. Do you want your name out there on title to stuff? Do you want your ownership on the blockchain or out there on a, in a bank account or in some sort of wallet out there? A lot of people like privacy. So revocable living trust, you might set up Green Tree Trust, dated March 15th, 2022. Blue sky this, purple rain that. You can set up a trust that creates a lot of anonymity. So that's number one. Number two is when you die, the trust takes over. All of your assets go there. You can deploy them where you want to brothers, sisters, mom, dad, kids, charities, and there's no probate. There's no open court. There's no court battle for three years where the lawyers get rich and the government gets more taxes. So the revocable living trust is so freaking affordable. We charge 1500 bucks for a singular married trust anywhere in the country. 1500 bucks. Done. If you die, we got a plan. If you don't die, we got a trust with your name not on it that takes ownership to everything you own. Lots of privacy. 
Now, what we couple with the revocable living trust is maybe a gun trust. Some of you may say, well, I want to own NFA guns. Uh, that's National Firearms Act guns. Some of you may say, well, I need a trust because I have a handicapped child. So we call that a special needs trust. You might want to have a charitable trust. We can talk about that for a minute. We might set up a land trust for even more privacy and protection. So there's all sorts of little trusts that we can add or coordinate with your revocable living trust, but your RLT is always the foundation because that's where everything goes when you die. So for those that are listening, is there any net worth limits that someone should be thinking about when they should implement their first trust? Yeah. If you own a piece of real estate at all, I don't care if it's a meth lab in freaking South Chicago, get a freaking trust. Because if you don't, it's got to go through the court to get to whoever inherits it. See, people, it's not about, this is what drives me nuts is people are like, well, I'm not rich enough for a trust. I don't care if you're rich. You can be poor, but if you got multiple pieces of real estate or crypto, where's your crypto go? This is a huge issue of how you can appoint inside of a trust a receiver for your crypto to have control when they go out to the different custodians or exchanges and institutions. Because you may think, oh, if I die, they'll just go get my crypto. Hell no. You think Coinbase is just going to give it to your brother because he called them? No. Got to have a plan. So again, I know this drives some of you crazy, but if you have a million dollars in crypto, spend a few thousand dollars and get your shiz together. Seriously. So anyway, no dollar limit, no dollar threshold minimum. If you have assets, if you have real estate, if you have crypto, get your crap together and have a plan. Awesome. So how about from like asset protection? Does this trust do anything in that realm? Kinda. Now I love crypto asset protection. About two weeks ago, we held our crypto legal summit. The first one ever for public that's ever been held. Crypto legal summit. And all we did was legal issues. You can buy it on my website, 99 bucks. I think it's available today. We just got the recordings up last week. So with the crypto legal summit, we covered all the different options for asset protection. So you're going to love this, Joe. Let me throw this out. Okay. There's four options. So if we look at our left side, right side, here's our operations income over here. We're going to look at our assets over here. The first option is you can use what's called a COPE, a charging order protection entity. The next thing you might use is what's called a DAPT, a domestic asset protection trust. Then we might set up a foreign COPE. That's an F COPE, meaning I might set it up in Nevis or one of the islands in the Caribbean. And then over here, you might have a Cook Island trust. Now, as you can imagine, the more you go from left to right, the more it costs. But most of my clients are operating under a COPE. Now, a COPE is an LLC set up in a state where if someone sues you, they can't get your assets. Now, this is important for Joe because let's say Joe owns a piece of real estate. There's a rental or he's got one Bitcoin sitting there. Okay, that's cool. Joe's driving down the road, texting and driving like he shouldn't. I do it too, so shouldn't do that. But I'm texting and driving, and Joe, doing the same, gets in an accident, blows through a crosswalk and kills someone. They're going to sue Joe personally. In most states, over 35 different states, they can sue Joe and take everything in his LLC. And Joe will go, well, hold on. I set up an LLC for my rental. It's a Delaware LLC. I don't give a rat's ass. That does not protect the rental from you. It protects you from the rental. So if Joe's renter over here slips and falls or has a party this weekend and someone falls off the balcony too drunk and they sue Joe for not having a proper railing on the deck, the LLC protects Joe. 
That's what LLCs do in every freaking state. They protect Joe from a lawsuit inside the LLC. But not every LLC protects the property inside the LLC from Joe being an idiot. Sorry, Joe, no offense. So this charging order protection is a veil we want around us when we have significant assets. Now, this is where dollars matter. I'm not going to go to an asset protection level unless you've got 500 grand or a million dollars worth of some asset, whether it's notes, precious metal, crypto, real estate. And I'm going to set up a cope that is, guess what? Owned by your trust, your revocable living trust. So that's just the cope. Now, in our one-day crypto legal summit, we covered all these in depth. So you can go watch that if you want. We'll put a link out there with the podcast. But anyway, Joe, then we got the Domestic Asset Protection Trust. We can talk about Nevis, Cook Island, but they just get more and more strong and a little more unique and a little more expensive, but it's pretty cool. Now, Joe, do you care if I bring up cold storage? Let's roll into that. I mean, we, we went through setting up the entity structure, where to get the accounts, and we're moving into how to acquire those and where to store them. Yeah, a lot of people are going DeFi and they're saying, well, I want it on cold storage. It's better protected. Really? So if Joe gets in a car accident, just because his crypto is on a flash drive in his safe, they can't get it? Bull crap. They're going to get it. Cold storage doesn't protect you from a creditor in a lawsuit. Cold storage protects you from a hacker. That's a difference. So in the workshop, we talked about three types of protection. We've got a cope for asset protection if you're in a lawsuit. We talk about the revocable living trust for privacy, for identity theft. And then we talk about cold storage on a flash drive or whatever for hacker protection. My clients that really are doing their proper planning, they're doing all three. See that difference? In fact, I'm going to change this little diagram here. They do different things. There's no one size that does everything. And so the cope is a circle, the rule of living trust is a rectangle, and the triangle is your shield. And so we're going to go cold storage here. We've got the revocable living trust for privacy and the cope for asset protection. Boom, boom, boom. So basically, everybody in crypto these days should pretty much have this as their base foundation. It's a little strong. (laughs) I would say... If you have more than a million in crypto, yes. Yeah, if you do. If you're just getting started and getting trading, don't worry about this crap. Get the start. And if you're going to start anywhere, I would start with the revocable living trust. Depending on how technically savvy you are and if going cold storage is easy for you, you might go over to some cold storage strategies, especially if you're DeFi. Some of the major exchanges are providing a hot storage, which is a little better. And I like that. Then third, we're going to add the cope. Then we can go offshore and get more crazy. If you've got five to 10 million in crypto, I'm looking at Adapt or Cook Islands Trust. Absolutely. Okay. Woo. And we're not even talking taxes yet. Yeah, I know. That's the fun part. We're just making the acquisition and what framework to use, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So now we got the framework set and we are going to make those acquisitions. Obviously, everyone is hoping to make big gains in the space or otherwise most people probably wouldn't be showing up here. So in the anticipation of everybody making those big gains, what are some different tax strategies we could go into next to kind of mitigate that tax burden in the future? Well, when it comes to taxes, again, 
there's just such a broad topic. I'm going to let everybody know. I know Joe said he'll put a link out there as well. May 19th and 20th, in just six to eight weeks, we're going to be holding our second crypto tax summit in Miami. It's two days. So as you can imagine, everybody, for 20 minutes to try and talk about taxes and crypto is just literally impossible. We'll hit some highlights here. But you can watch this virtual. We're only selling 350 seats. And by the way, this is not a sales fest. This is not where a promoter is going to get up every hour and try to sell you crap. This is real education. Lawyers and accountants get continuing education credit. And we're still going to have a party on Friday night. We're going to have a cocktail party and a, there's a VIP experience and preferred seating if you want and all that. But folks, if you own crypto, you got to know what the tax issues are. Your accountant doesn't. They really don't. I'll have more accountants there than people that are just traders because accountants are trying to learn this. Well, the first thing with taxes, if we go back to the trifecta, <laughs> and Joe, you're a believer in this, the first thing you can do to save taxes on crypto, just buy it in your freaking Roth. You'll never pay tax. Love it. So make sure you always are funding your Roth every year. If you're under age 50, you can put six grand in this year. 50 or over, you can put in seven grand. And some of you go, well, I make too much or I have a 401k at work. Doesn't matter. You can still do it. I've got a backdoor mega 401k where you could put up to 70 grand in a Roth this year. So hold a video on YouTube, watch it. You'll get that in a consultation. We'll get, I'll tell you how to get a hold of my law firm if you want a one hour with one of my attorneys to help you point in the right direction. They'll build a trifecta for you. But get your Roth going. That's a no-brainer. Even if you have a 401k at work, I don't care how much money you make. Everybody can do a Roth. Warren Buffett can do a freaking Roth. Any age. The next thing is, if you've got a lot of crypto that's highly appreciated, you're going to face three options. You can pay short-term capital gains, which is ordinary income. You could pay up to 37% Fed, 13% in California. <laughs> We're at 50% there. Then you've got Obamacare on top of that. You could be over 50% in taxes if you're not watching it with short-term capital gains. Your next option is long-term capital gain, and you could get as low as 20% Fed, but then you've got the 3.8 ACA or Obama tax as 3.8%. Then you've got your state, wherever that is. And again, some of you think that because your wallet's in the cloud and you live in California, you get out of this. Hell no, you're paying California tax, so buck up. So this could be, again, as high as 35%. In taxes. And I've got kids that are freaking out in their 20s that have never paid tax before. And this is just a shocker. And I hate to tell you, the first question on the 1040 tax return for the last two years, this year again, the first question on your 1040, did you buy, sell, trade, crypto, blah, 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 anything in crypto? That's the first question. You lie on that and go, well, it's in cold storage. Well, it's over in Europe or it's in my wallet in some metaverse. No, the IRS would never find it. It's the blockchain, people. They will find it. Do you know there's a task force at the IRS where all they're doing is tracking down people that are not paying taxes on their crypto trades? If you don't check that box, that's up to five years in prison. And if you're like, well, I already filed my taxes and I didn't do it, you better freaking amend your taxes and do it right. It's ugly. So you've got these two taxes, and that's just if you want to pay. The biggest strategy we're teaching and using for a lot of clients with a million or more in capital gains 
is the Charitable Remainder Trust. I've got YouTube videos on that where I go more in depth. We can cover it for a moment here if you want, Joe. But the CRT is a great fit as an exit to create stable income for the rest of your life, pay no tax on the sale, asset protected. It's freaking awesome. The other tax you're going to pay people is if you're mining or staking, add 15% to that because <laughs> you got self-employment tax that's going to kill you. Now, if you're going to mine inside a Roth, that's when we use a C-Corp blocker. And that's the only time in the history of the earth I would ever use a C-Corp is for a blocker from UBIT. And I think, Joe, that's what thing you're doing. But you've got to be careful, folks. So you tell me what to talk about next. I mean, that, that's kind of the general 30,000-foot view on tax options. Well, let's hit a handful of bullet points on each one, right? When it comes to the CRT, how does someone first determine if they would qualify? Like if there's certain thresholds in which amount of crypto they're selling makes sense, how do they kind of do a calculation of if it's a fit for them? Okay, the best, really the break-even point where it makes sense is if any of you have a million dollars in crypto gains, and we were, were all waiting for the next crypto run, which we know happened, prices will roll up again, and you want to be ready. You can't call me the day the, the crypto runs. You got to have your trust on the shelf ready to go. So let's say an example would be you've invested 50 grand in different crypto over the last five years. So any of you that have really been in the crypto space for three to five years, you could easily have been only in 50 grand and it could be worth 500 grand. You know, you may have have a 10X type scenario this last five years. Well, we're waiting for the next run. And if you just get a 2X experience, you're going to be at a million dollars in crypto with a $50,000 basis. So that means you're going to pay tax on $950,000. And like I said, if that's all long-term capital gain, you're looking at about 35% in maybe 30 to 35, depending on what state you're in. So you're going to be writing a check to the IRS for 300 grand. How would that feel? You want to shoot yourself, right? So, but if you've only got maybe 500 grand of crypto when the run hits and your basis is 100 grand and you've only got 400,000 of taxable gain, eh, I'm not, I don't think the CRT is a good, better fit. I would probably just pay the tax and run. But once you hit over 800 grand or more in taxable income, then I want to I want to consider the CRT. Now, is that something your firm can break that down and do that calculation for somebody who's listening and maybe have an exit that, of that size? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and it's really, one of the questions I'd ask all of you is, how much are you in? Like how much have you put into your crypto trading over the last three years, five years, two years, whatever? Well, how much are you in? And if they go, well, I'm in hundred grand or I'm in 10 grand or I'm in 50 grand. We call that basis. That's how much you put in. Now, if you paid tax along the way, that adds to your put in. So if you've traded and paid some tax and you keep trading, that increases your basis. Then I want to look at what's your trigger point. And we want to look at what's that trigger point for you. And if you say, well, when it hits 1.5 million, when I do that, here's going to be my gain. So it's not too heavy math. We can help run some numbers. And we don't need to know exact. I'm just saying, if this is over 800 grand, you're a candidate. So, so here's what the CRT is. It just quickly, we probably need to say that, Joe. Some people are like, what the hell are you talking about? So it's trust. We create a trust. That's step one. The trust is going to have a beneficiary, a 501c3 charity, 
that does not get any money until you die. So don't worry. You're not giving anything to charity now. So that's going to be in the trust. It's also going to create an income beneficiary so that you get the income and that's going to be you during the rest of your life. We'll come back to that. So that's what the trust says. Well, step four is you're going to donate to the CRT your crypto. Now you've got to donate it directly from a wallet to wallet transfer. You do not sell it first. So it goes from this wallet to the CRT institutional wallet. And this CRT to get set up and get a wallet, it could be a month or so. So you want to have this ready to go people for the summer or fall run that we might see in crypto. Then you're going to sell the crypto and you're going to sell it tax-free. So instead of ending up with 900 grand minus 300 grand, and so you're back, you got 650 to play with. Now you're going to have the whole million and that whole million is going to be sitting in your CRT and you can go invest it however the hell you want. You can buy more crypto. You can go buy real estate. You get to be the trustee and you can hire a financial advisor if you want. But when we do this, we're going to calculate based on your age and sex. The IRS is going to tell us when you're going to die. If you want to know when you're going to die, call me, Joe. I got a table at the IRS that'll tell you, just if you're wondering. So you work on your bucket list, all right? So you got your age and sex. And if you're 40 years old, let's say the IRS will probably give you about an 8% payout. So whatever the trust is worth every year is going to pay out 8% of that for the rest of your life. Now, you might continue trading and double this money every freaking year. In three years, that might be $3 million. Well, you get 8% of $3 million. So every January, it's revalued. It's called a charitable remainder unit trust. Now, for doing this wonderful thing, you're also going to get a tax deduction because someday in the future when you die, a charity is going to get whatever's left. And so there's a present value of what that future charitable deduction is going to be worth now. It's usually around 10%. So if you donate a million, you're going to get a $100,000 write-off. The final step is you might buy some life insurance. And when you do that life insurance, so we went from step three to five, you're going to get your income, which is six. Then number seven, you get your tax deduction. And number eight, you might do some life insurance. So if you buy life insurance for, say, two mil, when you can use some of the distribution to pay for the life insurance, then when you die, your family gets $2 million tax-free. So everybody wins, IRS loses. Now, as you get this income, you pay tax on this income, but the beauty is you don't take that huge haircut off at the beginning. You get to continue to invest this and just get a distribution rate based on your age and it changes for everybody. We charge eight grand to do a CRT, start to finish, and you're done. You don't have to call us back. You can put it on the shelf. Once you donate to it and it kicks in, you're going to look at it about $3,500 a year to maintain it because there's tax returns, bookkeeping, and things like that. But um, it's asset protected. No lawsuit can get into the CRT either. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. And can that 501c3, can that be a uh, like a family foundation of some sort with your family? Or is there prohibited rules there? There are some rules, but for the most part, yes. You can create your own charity to be the recipient. And you might start with United Way. And then five years from now, you create your charity. We can switch that out anytime. I can also make this so it's guaranteed for 20 years or your life, whichever is longer. Are you married? Are you single? Your age, your sex? I mean, there's so many variables. 
And we stand behind it with a comfort letter from our law firm and all that. That's awesome. And is there anything else when it comes to that charitable trust that people need to be thinking of? You know, is there any other things that we didn't cover? Oh, no. I mean, I hit the highlights. You guys can watch a video on YouTube about it. Just type Kohler and charitable trust. But we do an initial consult for 300 bucks. Just call up or maybe $200. Just call up and you talk to one of my young attorneys that's going to screen you and just answer your questions. That Max Merritt's my associate attorney I'm using right now. He's great for this. He knows this CRT and crypto backwards and forward. He owns crypto himself. He can walk you through. Yes, this is how it would work. And are you a good fit? If you say, yeah, let's do it. That 200, 300 bucks is applied to the cost. And then you get an appointment with me. Now I got 15 attorneys in my office, but I'm the only one working on CRTs. So believe it or not, yeah, you're working with a senior partner on this for now. I'm getting a little busy on them. But anyway, so then we get our next meeting. We start drafting trust. You pay for half up front. Then we start getting the final ready for signature. You pay the rest. And then that trust sits there and it's ready to go. And you can add real estate to it. You can add crypto to it. And you can put more crypto in a year from now or two years from now. So it evolves with you. So that's something that's evergreen. That's someone, once they set it up, they set up ahead of time. They can leave that open in perpetuity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. That's awesome. And so we covered the uh, foundation, utilizing the Roth IRA, the charitable trust. Uh, you know, is there anything else that we want to leave off with for today? <laughs> well, boy, we covered a lot, didn't we? I would leave you with this, everybody. You've got to know that all crypto taxes are not created equal. I meet so many young people who are like, well, what's the crypto tax? There is no crypto tax. You could get taxed nine different ways. And so you have to decide, am I doing operational crypto, which is mining, staking, maybe a DAO, maybe a MetaVenture, creating NFTs? You're going to pay more tax. This is a business. And you can't just say, oh, it's capital gain or I pay tax when I sell it. No, no, you don't. Trust me. And if someone's telling you that, say, will you sign my tax return? And they're going to change their story real quick. So you can go out on Google and try to find the answer you like. Make sure the person signing your tax return is a bona fide CPA that's going to stand behind it. And pretty soon you'll find out the crap you're seeing on Google is what people hope, but isn't true. So you got to find someone that knows what the hell they're doing. And then the long term, you've got so many options. You've got the Roth strategy. You've got long-term capital gain. You've got short-term capital gain, some types of staking. And so when we do a consult with you, we want to look at your tax return, build your trifecta, give you a plan for the year. Usually a trifecta and plan for the year is around 1200 bucks. And then you work with a real tax lawyer tailoring a plan to you and builds a diagram and emails it to you. And then you follow up every six months. How's it going? Not everybody has to do a CRT. Just get a consult. And if you want to call the office, 435-586-9366. We could have you with an attorney by the end of the week. You're on a call making a plan for yourself. And then you can go from there. Uh, if you want to go to our website, we're actually in the middle of a facelift. We are so excited about it. Our website hasn't been updated in 10 years, but kqslawyers.com, check it out. So Awesome. And you know, for tracking crypto, I'm sure everyone needs to track their crypto for tax purposes. Is there any great software that you found that works for everybody? Yeah. And by the way, you're not seeing my screen, are you? I was writing all this stuff. No. <laughs> Here's what I was trying to show visually, and I was writing. And I'm sorry, everybody, we're going to have to repeat this because I missed that. Operations are over here. Mining, staking, DAO, MetaVenture, NFTs. This is a business. Long-term capital gain, short-term capital gain, types of staking, Roths. That's your long-term side. 
you're going to see different types of taxes in these situations. If you want to consult uh, with one of my tax lawyers to build your trifecta and give you a task list for the year, 1200 bucks, it's just started. And if you're going to screen for a CRT, that's a different call when you call. But there's our phone number. There's our website. The software we love is Taxbit. They're doing a great job. They're owned by an accountant and a lawyer. They're a sponsor of our tax summit in Miami. They're going to have representatives there. And one of their speakers will be from Taxbit showing you how to do all the software. And that includes DeFi. If you're doing cold storage. You've got to track your transactions. And so many people are like, well, I didn't convert it to USD. <laughs> Does not matter. Let me repeat this, everybody. If you've got Ethereum and you trade it for Litecoin, that's taxed. That's taxed. Well, I didn't trade it to USD. Doesn't matter. Well, I didn't push it to my US-based Coinbase account. Doesn't matter. It was in my Phantom wallet. No one knows about it. Doesn't matter. You get audited. You lie. You cheat. You're going to jail. The IRS is not effing around with this. So get to the workshop. Learn what the hell you're doing. And make sure you've got a CPA that understands what you're doing. You're not going to knock this out on TurboTax, folks. You're playing in a whole new ballgame. Some of you are like, man, I'm worth millions. Joe, like, Joe's like, I'm in a whole new crowd. I'm, I'm a one percenter now. Well, guess what? One percenters work with lawyers and accountants for a reason. Just because you make you're worth 10 million now doesn't mean you get to skip all the rules along the way. The IRS is going to be up your butt. So get on it. They're getting all the records from the exchanges. They'll be watching everybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So let's leave off. One last thing I always ask my awesome guess. And that is what is one of the biggest things you have implemented in your life that's helped increase your net worth? Probably the most effective thing I've done in the last while is I'm making sure I'm funding my Roth more than ever. I wanted to make sure that I'm funding my Roth and my 401k because people, Peter Thiel, owner of PayPal, Facebook, part owner, is worth now $6 billion in his Roth IRA that will pay no tax. The best way to avoid taxes is to not make it in the first place. Let your Roth IRA do the deals. Let your 401k do the deals. Convert your 401k to Roth. Use charitable trusts where you're not paying tax. Be thinking outside the box. Now, if some of you are like, well, I already have a million dollars in my own name. Well, let's figure it out. Have a plan. But what I've done the most that I've enjoyed the last year or two is just making sure I'm building my Roth. Well, that's a great takeaway. I mean, for me, it's been the same for the last 10 years. Utilizing the Roth and starting early was definitely beneficial. Yeah. Well, Joe, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you coming on. For those listening, obviously, they want to book a call. Give us that info again. Phone call is 435-586-9366. 435 435- 586-9366. You should be meeting with a tax lawyer once or twice a year, folks, if you're making more than a million dollars or have that much of assets in crypto or real estate. It's just a no-brainer. It'll save you 10 times, 20 times, whatever you pay us. That's our goal. Get to CryptoTaxSummit.com and CryptoLegalSummit.com for the recordings from just two weeks ago. That's only a hundred bucks to watch a full day of strategy on asset protection, raising capital, the metaverse, notes, lending in your with your crypto, all of that. And then the tax summit in May is going to rock. So hope to see you there. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. Have me on again. Love it. The Joe Roberts Show.